The Live with Squacky podcast is sponsored in part by Mid-Atlantic VoiceOver and Antland Productions. Hi, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Live with Squacky. I'm your host, Val Kelly, otherwise known as Squacky Voice. I'm so excited about my special guest today. Dan Friedman is highly regarded for his comprehensive approach to voiceover training. He provides personalized coaching to each student, focusing on their individual strengths and weaknesses. He covers everything from script interpretation to audio engineering, ensuring that his students have a well-rounded education. In addition, Dan's extensive experience as a coach, producer, and audio engineer gives him a unique perspective on the industry. He's worked with some of the biggest names in voiceover, providing him with insights and knowledge that he shares with his students. Dan Friedman is known for his honest yet supportive and encouraging teaching style. He's a renowned voice coach and is a certified master coach in the Roger Love Perfect Voice Method, as well as vocal health, recovery, and stamina. Dan has over two decades in the voiceover industry and more than 25 years as a professional audio engineer. He's produced, directed, or provided his voice to thousands of audio productions. He's the founder of sound for vo providing training and resources for aspiring and professional voice actors. I've known Dan for quite a few years now. He's worked as an audio engineer on several Mavo events, and he's fantastic. So let's dive right into this. Hey, Val. Hey. So you've been in the industry for quite a while now. What would you say are some of the most important and valuable things that you've learned about the industry over the years? 23 years, in fact, I've been in the business. Things that I've learned along the way that are really important. A lot of things just simply don't change. The importance of networking, the importance of relationships, the importance of being your best and doing your best, showing up present for your sessions. All of those things are things that don't change. The things that do change and you have very little control over is largely technology. When I first started, this wasn't even possible to do from your home for most people. And now everybody can do it. So there are some things that are just truly important that don't change. And then you always have to be prepared for the things that do. (laughs) So you're going to be at Mavo 2023 this year in November to assist Uncle Roy with the tech side of the event. And I'm so happy about that. Thanks. Yeah, it's (laughs) going to be great. And you're also going to offer a general session at the event. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about what to expect in that class? Yeah, absolutely. So with my new book, Zen and the Art of VoiceOver, I really want to fine-tune people's skills based on those concepts that are in the book. So it's really about being intentional with your script, making connections to the actual meanings of the words, and not caring so much about the words themselves. And to understand what that means, you just really have to see it in action. Very performance-based very much about making connections, delivering your script with confidence, and being an effective communicator, because that's really what voice actors are, communicators, first and foremost. I love the fact that you're going to do a performance-based class, because that's so important to me for Mavo and this event. I really want people to have the chance to come in and learn new skills, practice their skills that they already have, and then just be able to take that opportunity to perform and in front of someone who has just a wealth of knowledge from being so many years in the industry and getting that immediate feedback because I really think that helps people to take that information and be able to go back and improve their auditions. That's the goal. Yeah, absolutely. And I think 
watching other people work is one thing that voice actors today don't really have the benefit of seeing very often because they're not going into studios. They are not working with other voice actors or seeing other voice actors do their thing. So in a group setting like that, it really is helpful so that people can see that, oh, I face those same struggles or, wow, I never had that take on it before, those kind of things. It's so different from when I first started because it used to be in the green room of the studios that I worked for, there were talent milling about and they were hanging out together and chatting and often we'd put them in the booth together and they'd get to work together and hear the things that, you know, the other was doing and play off one another. And that's very rare these days. So these conferences in particular, when you're talking about performance, this is really a very important thing to watch other people work in real time so that you can get some perspective on where you stand in comparison to others and and not really so much comparison, but at least to certainly understand that people struggle with a lot of the same things that you do. So therefore, you don't necessarily have to feel so concerned or worried that you're the only one who faces this issue. Because I can promise you that's another thing is that most voice actors all suffer from a lot of the same problems. They think they're the only ones that suffer from these problems, but they're really not. Making a second take sound distinctly different from a first take if you're sending in auditions, worried about your sound quality, really connecting to the script and not sounding like a radio announcer, or worse, being able to not sound like a robot. These are all things that most voice actors struggle with, even the professionals from time to time. So I think that these are invaluable insights that people gain when they go to anything that's a live event with group workouts and that sort of thing. Every class that I've ever even been to, whether it's been at my own conference, another conference, or just an outside training or workshop online or whatever, I feel like I always take something away from it. Whether it's me getting feedback from the coach or whether it's watching someone else perform and and listening to the feedback that they're getting. So it's definitely a very valuable type of scenario. So that's great. Yeah, absolutely. Your coaching method is very unique. Can you describe it to our listeners? It starts with stuff that's been taught since the beginning of time with advertising, for instance. It's really a melding of ideas that I have initially started with Paul Armbruster when he was my coach back 23, 25 years ago at this point, and includes things that I've learned along the way from another mentor, John Menick, from my acting coach. There's a lot of things. And singing, learning to play guitar in the last couple of years, these are all things that I've kind of melted together in a way to kind of make it my own. Yeah, that's great. I want to expand a little on the whole music part of your life, too. How do you think that that has influenced your voiceover career at all, or has it? What it's really influenced more is my coaching. First of all, I love coaching. I love working with people and transforming their voices and transforming their deliveries. And I do this daily with people. From the first take to the last take in our session, usually they the dramatic difference, well, that's just it. It really is a dramatic difference from where they begin to where they end in their understanding of everything. But the way music ties into that, in particular, because I am a new guitar player at the age of 50-something, um, 
because I'm learning something and I'm actively learning something difficult and that I always thought that I couldn't do. And now that I'm able to do it and really understand it better, the nice part about it is it's helped my teaching style as well. Because for instance, learning guitar is difficult. There's a lot of things involved, dexterity and remembering the notes and being able to put them together and then make them sound good and make them feel good and all that stuff. There's a lot of elements to that. And really, we have to break it down into small parts. You can't learn the whole thing in one fell swoop. So you have to really take it in segments. Sometimes that might just be four or six notes at a time and practicing that same little run over and over four to six notes until you get it right. And as far as my coaching goes, not that I want people to read something over and over and over again necessarily, but what I do want them to do is break it down into smaller parts so they can get a real sense of what's going on and really be paying attention to the different elements that are involved because it's not just a paragraph of words. When we look at a script, we have to understand that those words have meaning and the words themselves they're just words, unless they have meaning. So by breaking it down into smaller parts, we can really dive into those parts and get them fine-tuned and honed so that eventually, like a guitar solo or something of that nature, we can put the whole thing together and make it sound good. When you're teaching people to break down the script into smaller parts... How do you teach people to do that when they're self-directing, I think, is the direction I wanted to go with this. Funny enough, I say that my job is to teach myself out of a job. I have to teach you to be able to do this on your own. Now, are you going to nail it every time? No. And is it going to be challenging in the beginning to really fully put the concepts together and understand it? Probably not very easy at first. But the point is, is that over time... As you work this process that I've tried to lay out, it does get easier. And I've seen it happen time and time again. So I know it works. It's just a matter of putting in the time, right? It's like anything else. Any creative endeavor requires that you put in the time to do that creative endeavor over and over again. So you can make all the mistakes and you can see what works and what doesn't work. But the bottom line is the artistry of it is you, you the person doing it and being the creative. So any creative endeavor really just takes the grunt work, right? You've got to go ahead and put in your time on that creative endeavor. And my job is to teach you how to do it well and efficiently. So A, you get from point A to point B, which hopefully is whatever that level of success is that you're hoping for or whatever stage of the game you're in. So from getting from where you are to where you want to be as quickly and as efficiently as possible so that you don't spend a bunch of time toiling away on your own, not really knowing what you're doing. So my job is to really teach you so that I teach myself out of a job. That makes sense. (laughs) That's good. I mean, good for the people learning from you may be bad for you if they all teach themselves how to do it. (laughs) Well, the truth of the matter is, coaching never stops. You should be going to coaching. Everybody who's a professional should be going to coaching at least once in a while to fine-tune their skills, keep things in check. And it doesn't have to be the same coach all the time. I feel my program and the way I've kind of laid it out is really meant to 
be a strong foundation. So whether you continue to work with me or you work with somebody else, you can go into that situation having a strong foundation of material that you're able to stand on and that will support you in whatever creative endeavor or whatever area of voiceover you decide to pursue next. You'll have a super solid foundation. And if you're already a pro, then coaching never stops, right? So usually pros will come to me because they want a different take on things or they want a different perspective than what they've had in the past. And that's great. That's exactly what we all should be doing. It just expands our mind. Exactly. Having been in the industry for such a long time now, I definitely do have my moments of getting in the booth and trying to self-direct and just second-guessing myself, you know, and I have to step away from it and come back to it because I'm just not in the right headspace or whatever. And so I do think that constantly coaching with different people and getting a different perspective is such a good idea. It really is. I never tell my students that I'm the only coach they should work with. I think they should work with others. And now there are certainly some that I will recommend over others. Right. But everybody should really invest in themselves at least once in a while, a few times a year. If you're, you know, feeling good and you're booking stuff already and feeling good about it. Anytime that you get a chance to get a different perspective and are able to do that and want to invest in yourself, it's a really great way to go. I know it's not always exciting as buying a new microphone or things like that because that's certainly fun too. But really, right now, I'm so concerned about AI and artificial intelligence moving into our space that our job really is to just be better than AI 100% as performers. So that's really what I'm focusing on and have been. My first book was about the technical side of voiceover, and it's in many ways gotten a lot easier, continues to get easier. The interfaces and preamps that we have now for such a low cost are things that people only would have dreamed of 30 or 40 years ago to have that level of quality at that price point. So that's a positive change in the industry in many ways because it's made it very accessible. But at the same time, it means that our performance is just so much more important. Almost everybody can be on par sound quality wise with the technology that we have today. One thing I've noticed in meeting some voice actors that are just starting out They'll come to me and say, oh, Val, what microphone should I buy? <laughs> and I'm like, let me refer you to somebody who knows what they're talking about <laughs> as far as microphones, because I am not going to say that I'm a specialist in the technical side of things. I have my great equipment and I'm happy with it, but I would obviously refer to you or to George or Uncle Roy or whoever Sure. when it comes what? to that. But one thing I tell people is just starting out, the microphone is only one piece of the puzzle. Even if you have the best microphone possible, if you don't have the acting skills and the skill set to go along with it, it doesn't matter what microphone you have because you're still not going to book if you don't know what you're doing. The microphone itself is the third most important link in the chain. So the first most important, of course, is you, your ability to communicate, your ability to perform and deliver the script confidently and communicate effectively to your listener. The second most important part of the chain is the environment that you're in. Do you have a good, clean, sounding, quiet environment? And then the microphone comes into play because what is the microphone capturing? The first two things. Right, exactly. And then the room that you're in. That's why it's automatically, just by nature, the third most important thing that people should be concerned about. When people are just starting out, beyond the 
three things that we just talked about, what are some other skills that you would advise actors just starting out to learn right away? Patience. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) It took me absolutely no time to jump on that answer because this is a slow burn. I say all the time that this is a crockpot career, not a microwave meal. And we have to understand that there's ebbs and flows, times where it's going to be really rough and you might want to just completely change careers and then something will happen the next month and it'll totally revive your spirits. So that is a very common thing. So patience and resiliency are basic skills, I think, that just really help anybody in this endeavor like all acting, having kind of a thick skin, being able to handle rejection. Those are the most important skills, really. If you want to survive in this and make money at it and make it a career, those are the skills you are really going to need. Because we're already assuming that if you are that committed to it, that you have the patience, the resiliency, the professionalism, we're already assuming you have the talent you're already diving in in that way. And if you don't, you can learn how to do this. Unless you have a major speech impediment or something like that, most people could do this if they took the time to learn how to do it and can connect to their emotions. Some people truly cannot connect to their emotions. And that's a hard thing that as a coach, we have to deal with is making sure that people can connect to their emotions, but also kind of in a safe way. And Thankfully, that's something that's really important to me is making sure that they can do those things. Patience, resiliency, and skills. Those are things that I think everybody really needs to understand that they need. I always tell people starting out that one of the best pieces of advice I got when I was really just sort of starting out was from Bob Bergen, who said, Val, it's not an overnight industry. And at the time, I was like, yeah, but maybe. And he's like, no, seriously, though. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. It was like, well, maybe I'll be the exception. He's like, no, seriously, though, Val, it's not an overnight industry. I do think there are people that do have a little bit more luck in the industry in the sense that they maybe are in the right place at the right time and they know the right people and they are really talented and they maybe get there a little bit faster. But for the most part, people spend years and years getting the skills and doing the training and making sure they have improv and going to acting classes and making sure that they're all set to go before they dive into it. And those are the people that are maybe successful a little bit faster because they do have all the skills that they need when they're diving in. So I don't want people to be discouraged by that. I just want them to know that you do have to put the time in. Every single one of us has put the time in, and that's why we're booking. You can't just grab a microphone and fix up a room and go like, okay, I'm going to be a voice actor. It doesn't work like that. And you also said something just now that was very interesting. You know, we put the time in and that's why we're booking. That's not true of everybody, too. There's a lot of people who have put the time in and still aren't booking because it ebbs and flows. It's feast or famine. So it's always going to have those moments, even the people at the top of their game. And I speak to a a lot of them, right? That It ebbs and flows. And you do too. They all agree that it's feast or famine a lot of times. It's something that you have to get used to. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Live with Squacky. Don't forget that the MAVO 2023 Get Inspired Conference is coming up on November 10th through 12th at the Westin Dulles Hotel in Herndon, Virginia. This year, our platinum sponsor for the event is NAVA. That's the National Association of Voice Actors. 
We're so grateful to have this outstanding organization supporting our event. Our Gold Level sponsors are JMC Demos and Bear Cave Silent Booths. We have Bob Sauer as our Silver Level sponsor, Mark Scott and VoiceOver Printer as our Bronze Level sponsor. I want to say that it's truly an honor to have so many people and companies put their faith in me to organize and run such a wonderful event. We have an outstanding list of in-kind sponsors like Hindenburg, John Florian's VoiceOver Extra, The VoiceOver Collective, BSW, The VoiceOver Resource Guide, and of course, our amazing technology sponsor, Antland Productions. This year, we have a coffee sponsor too, because we all know how much I love coffee. So, Lorenzotti Coffee is providing us with some delicious bags of espresso that we'll be giving away to some very lucky attendees at our closing ceremony. We have a ton of people who have given donations towards paying for the coffee breaks this year, too. There are honestly so many, I can't even recognize them all in one podcast. But they'll be thanked publicly in signage at the event. Also, let's talk about the outstanding lineup of talented guest speakers we have this year. Serena Irwin is our awesome keynote this year, and she'll be joined by a star-studded lineup of guest speakers, including Colleen Evanson, Michael Scott, Laura Schreiber, Mark Scott, Joe Cipriano, Katie Lee, Monique Bagwell, Anna Clements, Paul Schmidt, Vanessa Richardson, Dan Friedman, Yolanda Spearman, Sean Pratt, Angelina Bruno, and Andrea Bean from AB Squared Talent, Jim Frank, Kelly McGee, Karen Gilfrey, Tim Friedlander, J. Michael Collins, and, <laughs> oh yeah, me. I'll be offering a breakout session called Let's Play this year. Without giving away too much, I'll just say you definitely won't want to miss that one. It's going to be a blast. Three full days of sessions, lunch on Saturday and Sunday, coffee breaks daily, hours and hours of original voiceover content from top industry pros, a fabulous venue, high quality everything, and super attention to details. Join me in November for what will surely be our best event so far. Visit www.midatlanticvo.com for the schedule, all the details, and to register today. I'd love to see you all there. Live with Squacky was mixed and mastered by everybody's favorite voiceover tag, Uncle Roy Oakleson of Antland Productions. Live with Squacky is sponsored in part by Mid-Atlantic Voiceover LLC and Antland Productions. Quack, quack.